One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Thank you for tuning in. Today, Katie joins me. Hello, Katie. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I mean, overall, the vibes around the Toronto Raptors are so much better. Like, Tampa is a long, long, long distant memory. That experience is isolated to Florida, and it's going to stay there for eternity, and it's never going to happen again. So the vibes around this team, and I'm saying vibes for a reason, are immaculate. And they're back to where they were um, in their previous season in Toronto and even seasons prior. Like there's just a very cohesive collective group who really seem to enjoy being around each other. And there's a lot of smiles. And so with that in mind, Katie and I are going to look at the 10 best vibes players in Raptors history. And no, Scotty Barnes is not included. Just so you guys know, because obviously he's number one. Like, that's just a fact. But other than him, going back in Raptors history, the 10 players who stick out as the best vibes players, Katie's going to do five. I'm going to do five. And I'm not sure about you, Katie, but my criteria for this was, you know, players who, who kind of light up the room, who have a aura about them, a presence, and it's all just happy and smiles. And when they enter the room, people are just like, I, I like this guy. When the, their name is said, people smile. It's those kinds of people. And it doesn't always have to be like funny things. This can just be um, positivity and happiness and a lot of just oozing confidence and everyone loves being around them. That's kind of the gist of it. So Katie, uh, for, yeah, to start off, why don't you go first? Who is your person? Obviously, this is a no order. It's just 10 people. So after you. It's in no order, but this is number one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but my first one uh, is Amir Johnson. Mm. Obviously, I think just yes. like king of king of vibes, uh, partially because he came to the team when things weren't looking so good. He really like dug into the team and showed that he wanted to be here. Uh, and then he started to do these other extra things around the city that like not many players have since, or I think ever really will. Um, but I also think that has to do with the anonymity that Amir and probably the Raptors had at that time, even versus to now, none of these guys, you know, like even Sam Decker is probably not able to just like go to the grocery store. But at this yeah. time, Amir could kind of like, I guess, get around the city and do weird things. Cause he went to the, zombie walk a bunch of times i think every year yeah. you know like he would just like show up at these events that you were like how did he hear about this because also <laughs> this was like pre a lot of this was like pre twitter being as rampant or like instagram being as rampant as it is but he would know about all these little like community events he would be there um he would go to like a lot of fests i think he would go to taste a little italy like taste of the damn fourth um he would just like be around the city and like look so happy to be there all the time so i think those kinds of vibes were really needed at the time with that team because it showed a certain kind of pride in the city like this guy wanted to be here and i think fans really responded to that uh and then like on the floor 
like as a teammate, just like one of the sweetest guys, basically, to ever yeah. be a Raptor or like on any team, quite frankly. But um, I miss Amir every day, <laughs> deeply. <laughs> so it was really no contest for me of who, who was first on my list. Do you think he was just like looking at Block 2 every single weekend? And it's like, all right, so let's see what's happening in Toronto. And he would just kind of go. <laughs> yeah, it must have been Block TO. It might have even been like Reddit in those days, honestly. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was just like, what? where is this? What? Like probably just like looking it up on some early version of Google Maps, you know, like mm -hmm. trying to figure out where Trinity Bellwoods was. And he would dress up too. Like he, he likes that kind of stuff, but he like went to the zombie walk. The first year, I think he went just as himself. And I think the next time he went, he dressed up a little bit and he got into it. So even that, it's just like, it's kind of nerdy. It's super engaging. Like, it's just, yeah. it's like a nice encapsulation of Amir Johnson. It's, uh, that's a good one. And he had to be on this list. So I'm happy that you napped him. Um, admittedly, uh, full disclosure. Yes. He was on a, some, something of a list that I made. And Kate, he's like, can I, can I do a mirror? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You can do a mirror. So uh, no problems there. Um, there's a characteristic with someone like that who's just kind of going with the flow, who's very open to new experiences. And that alone is kind of a vibes person. So obviously Amir, um, he's one of the, yeah, he's one of the members of the Raptors franchise history. That kind of, yeah, he's just, he sticks out <laughs> as a person that people all know and they enjoyed him being around and with the team. Although, you know, performance wise, he was a great player, but he, like, he's obviously, you know, not up there with Kyle or DeMar or anything like that, but he will be remembered. That is the point. He will be remembered. It's going to be because of the vibes that he gave. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with Mo Pete. Okay. And, uh, I think if you ask any Raptor fan, um, if you say the name Mo Pete, as I said earlier, they're probably just going to smile. He's one of those names that people are just people just loved him, and a lot of it had to do with just his personality, his easygoing nature. Hey Mo, can you start? Sure. Hey, can you come off the bench? No problem. And uh, I mean, performance didn't really fluctuate at all. He just did what he had to do, nonstop. And you know what? I think his trick shots were a vibe. I think I think that's actually very much fair to say that shot against the Washington Wizards. God bless Michael Ruffin for just throwing the ball <laughs> up in the air and having no idea how much time was left on the clock. And he yeah. hit that, that, that shot. And that's one of the best shots in Raptors franchise history. Sad in a way, because there aren't a lot of other ones uh, to, to go off in history. But that is like it's a it was a pretty cool shot. And everything about Mo, you know, being able to perform and, and make those kinds of shots in very in a calm, cool, collected, but focused manner. Uh, he was known for that. And he's one of the only guys I think in Raptors history that if he just like threw a ball, you know, over his head, hook shot from half court, part of me would think that it would go in because he just had that ability about him. And that shot he hit against uh, with Sean Marion, when Sean Marion covered his, uh, his headband over his eyes and he still made it like, who does this? But Mo Peterson does this kind of stuff. And another part of it too, is when I was, Researching for this and just thinking of some other uh, things to bring up, I forgot about this, is that there was an article th that the Toronto Star did a few years ago, and it was about Mo Peterson, and people were sharing their stories about what made him so great. And one of the, or one of the few that actually stood out was how nice he was to staffers. Like, he was known for having genuine conversations with them. It wasn't just, hey, how you doing, Joe? It was, he would ask them about their families, he would know them by heart or by name, and it wasn't 
something that he was just doing for the sake of doing it because he felt like he had to and, you know, show face, be a good sportsman. He was doing it because he actually cared about people. And that quality is something that I think is absolutely a vibe. And that's why Mo Peterson has to be on this list. That's good. And you know who else did that with like staff and people and you can still see it when he comes back is DeMar DeRozan like greeting yeah. everybody and everybody is so happy to see him like security guards, like people back of house, you know, like he knows them. And I think that's part, like it just shows the character of somebody off court. Uh, and I think like, you know, DeMar's obviously in good company with Mo Pete. So that's a great pick. Mm. The only time he didn't have the best vibes was when Vince Carter slapped him and then I mean, <laughs> Mo Pete got ejected. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they could review it back then. Like yeah. if you just reviewed it for like two seconds, you yeah. would see, oh wait. Mopi didn't do anything. No. Well, he did, but he was reacting. Um, outside of that, Mopi, uh, one of the best in Raptors history, a Raptor for life, as he would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so my second one is a little bit like, I guess it's a little bit like Mopi in that it's certainly of a time, uh, of an era, and it's not necessarily... Now we will compare it to the vibes we currently have, and it, we might think, Oh, look how far we've come. Um, but Jamario Moon, who I think at the time, hey. at the time when the team was so bad that Jamario Moon becomes not just your franchise player, but your like lead vibes guy, you know, the guy that can kind of like, maybe he's not going to dig you all the way out of the hole, but he's really going to try his best to the point that people <laughs> are still wearing Jamario Moon jerseys at Raptors games now. I swear to God, every time I go, I see, I don't know if it's the same guy. It might be. I hope not. But in a Jamario Moon jersey, um, we'll, I guess, ignore that maybe Jamario Moon is currently on trial with the NBA. But (laughs) at this time, I think it's like a good representation of vibes growth, you know, and especially someone like that at that time who maybe recognized that and was still willing to take that role on. Uh, great pick. Um, he was on. Um, he was someone I considered too, and it was only because of his smile. Mm-hmm. I, I think like he's just one of those people that has a smile that lights up a room, and it's so joyful and so genuine that I felt like I had to put him on this list. But um, I was going to put him on my honorary, honorary, honorable mentions uh, list. So um, he's a a great pick. No issues with it. He could jump out the building that remember that layup that he had where his like shoulder was around the rim that was uh pretty <laughs> wild um yeah love jamario moon good one uh, i guess staying on that because uh we're talking about you know people who have stood out on, during dreadful seasons i'm gonna say freddie gillespie and uh gillespie rather and mm-hmm. i'm saying him because i think if, you, if we look back on that season, that Tampa season, you know, 15 years from now and think of the best moments, he's probably going to be most of them. And he only played 20 games with the Raptors. Obviously, he didn't end up making the team. He had some preseason this year and uh, summer league things didn't work out. And I believe he's in the G League now. Um, but he had, again, just an innocence about him with, with the media that was so heartwarming, I must say. I remember like the one time it was one of the first times that he spoke to the media. Um, he was asked a question about defensive rotations and he was looking at the PR person like, how do I answer this? And she was just like, oh, just, you know, be kind of general. He's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to be general, <laughs> general about this. 
you didn't know how to answer the question. That's just, again, it's, it's how genuine he is. And I remember him talking about, oh, he's very curious about the Zooms and how like the mirroring works. Yeah, like, when he didn't stuff. know it was on, he was yeah. like, and when do I start? And Jen was like, you're on now. And he was like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff like this. And uh, I mean, from last season, like a lot of Kyle had a lot of good pressers. Um, obviously, there was that one where he thought he was going to be traded uh, at the deadline and then he wasn't. But Freddie was up there for a lot of the other things. And obviously, we can't not talk about that uh, Miley Cyrus uh, party in the USA video. I think he made that. Um, he's the reason why it had to be taken down because it went too viral in Miley Cyrus's team, or maybe it's uh, the publication. They weren't happy about how well it was performing, but obviously Malachi, I mean, he did what he wanted to do in that video. That's not really his, his style, but Freddie owned it. He killed it actually. And th that's one of the moments in Raptors history that's going to live on because it was such a fun moment at a time during the season when Things are bad. I mean, I think that at that moment, they were just like, all right, we're not making the playoffs. Um, the season's kind of gone to shit. Uh, let's just enjoy, you know, being NBA players for a little while and let's just try and get better. And that video, I mean, my God, like it was so much fun and it, it was all him. So, yeah. It was really heartening to see that from back here too, because you were kind of like, oh yeah, their spirits aren't completely broken. <laughs> it's <laughs> They're it's, hanging in there. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, seeing Pascal during that video, right? He was one of the people who was vibing to it and going absolutely insane along with Chris Boucher, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just it's nice to see them smiling because we did not see them smile at all. And probably one of the best vibes so far this season is seeing how much Pascal is smiling and how excited he is on the bench. That's a separate topic. I'm just happy that he's, I, can, I can't wait for him to be back on the court. Like, holy smokes. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Freddie, I mean, 20 games with the Raptors and they were memorable, maybe not for on-court reasons, but off-court spectacular vibes. It, it, it's a good parallel because I know we're not talking about this year's team, but it also shows like how vibeless and perhaps desperate we were last season. Uh, and now we have just like a plethora of vibes, though. Hearing you talk about him, it did make me bummed that Freddie can't be part of those vibes, um, mm -hmm. which sucks. But yeah. we will never forget that he basically like carried us through the darkest of times. <laughs> <laughs> just just through vibes. And yeah, I mean, I guess thankfully <laughs> the Raptors had zero center depth because if they did, he probably wouldn't have been given a chance. So mm -hmm. I suppose thank you. Uh, a few of the centers who didn't really perform out, perform very well and didn't work out. Anyway, moving on. I won't even see. Yeah, I was going to be like, I can't thank him. I think I can't thank a certain Australian. I won't do it. Um. Anyway, so my <laughs> third pick is uh, none other than the junkyard dog, JYD, Jerome Williams. I think oh, yeah. for me, at uh, different levels, I think like in-game levels, this was he was kind of like an archetypal player for the Raptors in that that grittiness that we now understand to go like arm in arm with what Raptor style basketball is and like mm -hmm. what it developed out of kind of started with him in some ways. I mean, I was going to say I had as like an honorable mention Charles Oakley, but then I removed him from the list because it's a different kind of vibe that doesn't really oh, exist in the too. NBA anymore. I had the same thing, actually. Yeah. I took him off for that very reason. Yeah, yeah. But a vibe of a time. But I think yeah. like JYD uh, is a better representation of the grittiness that 
today's Raptors play with, but I think it all sprung from him. And like, God, at that time, did we need somebody like that on the floor? Uh, and then off the floor, I met him uh, at All-Star in Chicago. And he's like, one, he's like one of the nicest guys. He's still barking at everybody, he's still <laughs> yelling JYD. Um, but he's very keen and very happy to talk about the Raptors because I think he recognizes like the growth that they've had. And like, yeah you know, that he also has himself as part of that. But I think he he's a – it's interesting always to talk to older players who have, like, since left the NBA in terms of where they kind of place themselves and, like, are they a bit resentful or begrudging of how things are now or players that can kind of put themselves on the timeline and see how things have, like, necessarily evolved beyond mm -hmm. them and past them. And he's of the latter, and he just talks about the team, like, almost partially as a fan, but, like, as someone also who – was on that team and like set the like you know yeah. set the framework for it but um yeah just like good vibes guy seems like a good regular guy uh mm. got us through some tough times with a little bit of grit <laughs> uh and and backbone i don't know it's not the worst thing to have someone on your team that other people are nervous of <laughs> sure jyd is <laughs> probably that guy who's just annoyingly happy all the time mm -hmm. you know um, I could definitely see him being that person in the locker room. I can't confirm this, but I think, did he not uh, continue to wear Raptors shorts underneath his Bulls shorts for a little bit when he got traded? I, I swear that was a rumor. And I believe it. <laughs> yeah, right. When the, During that uh, Jalen Rose and Daniel Marshall trade along with uh, Antonio Davis. Um, obviously, he has to be on this list, a person who just does not stop smiling. Um, I don't know how pretty it is, but he certainly rocks it and he, he flaunts that smile and he lets everyone know how happy he is, happy he is at all times. So, mm -hmm. and that's important, right? That's, uh, that's his personality. That's who he is. And, um, you know, during the dark days, like we talk about, um, I could see him being a glimmer of light on some of those dark days and, you know, those five game road trips where people are tired and they're just like, I want to go home and, you know, you're on a losing streak and you're like, I'm sick of this he is the person that would probably be cheering people up especially vince curry because he really didn't want to be in toronto at that time <laughs> uh we're gonna I'm steer gonna... away from those vibes <laughs> yeah exactly that's why he's not on this list <laughs> yeah. uh let's go to hmm, who should we say now i'm gonna say matt barner maddie barner um i say him because i think he is a person who was very different his jump shot was different. He ran differently. He spoke differently. He was so pale and so red at the same time, which is again, very different. And he welcomed and loved all of it. He did not run from who he was. He embraced it. He flaunted it. And that was kind of his vibe is that he was okay with, he knew who he was. He knew who he wasn't. And he kind of like making fun of the fact that he wasn't, you know, obviously a star NBA player, a person who is going to be relied on for, you know, heavy minutes and um, heavy points production and stuff like that. I think of what his retirement video and I loved, I hope that he did all these editing projects on his own because I want to think of him as a video editor but his retirement video that he released and it was him in New Hampshire and he was like telling he was in an auditorium or something like that and he was like making it seem like he was making a huge announcement but there was no one in the crowd and there was just a janitor who was saying like oh Matt Bonna I thought he retired years ago <laughs> um, and then afterwards you saw him like kind of walking around going back to his uh, I guess cabin and assorted rap assorted jerseys that he he with uh, that he rocked uh, during his NBA career 
And uh, yeah, that's that's Matt Bonner for you right there. Um, not afraid to poke fun at himself, knew who he was and was just a joy to to be around. And I mean, you can go through the list of some of the things that he did. Like he took the subway to Raptor games. That's hysterical. He had a sandwich blog again, hysterical. That's that's the thing that he actually had. He didn't just love sandwiches. He actually had a blog about it. And I think it was called I wrote it down here. Sandwich hunters. Yes. Sandwich hunters <laughs> in search of the greatest sandwich ever. <laughs> All these things. He was a very different person um, and he was okay with it. So Matt Bonner is my guy. The Red Rocket. Yeah. Red Mamba, <laughs> if you will. Did you, uh, did you know there was something called the Bonner Challenge? Um, I don't know that I do know that. Yeah. So what this was is that you had to make 10 shots as soon as you entered the gym from, I think it was like two layups and then you'd work your way out to the three point line and then you'd work your way back into layups. And he, he said openly, he's like, you know what? No NBA player could do it as fast as I could obviously a lie. And he said that, you know, Tim Duncan couldn't do it either (laughs) during his time with the Spurs because he felt like, uh, I mean, Matt just, that was his thing and he was much better at it. Obviously he was kidding. Oh, the only other thing that was very, very funny to me, this is a San Antonio thing. We're talking Raptors uh, time, but uh, in San Antonio, there was a moment, I think, um, who was it against? Charlotte? Yeah. And uh, Matt Bonner, I think the Spurs were up by like 40 points. Remember, he was a like part of some great teams, like some of the best teams in NBA history. And so they're up by like 40 against the Charlotte Hornets in like the second quarter. And there was a time where he, he didn't let Tony Parker bring the ball up. He's like, no, I got it. And... <laughs> Again, that's something that he would do, and um, only he could uh, pull it off, and Greg Popovich wouldn't yell at him. <laughs> I've talked to Matt Bonner. Uh, well, all the Bonners are great, but I remember talking to Matt Bonner for a story, and we talked about his trade specifically and when he got traded, and he was at a camp because he put on a, the Bonner basketball camp every summer. So it was his own camp, but it was in tandem with the Raptors, but it was in New Brunswick somewhere. And he found yeah. out he got traded, and he was like, to the Raptors, he was like, can I finish the camp? And they were like, no, like you have to go. <laughs> and he told me that he remembers going up to every single attendee at the camp and just being like, nice to meet you. Sorry, <laughs> I got traded. And like, because again, pre-Twitter, so they didn't know. So he like gave the news individually to every single person in attendance <laughs> that he was leaving and apologized. Um, a great guy, a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> great soul great uh great guy no no um, doubt about it Who yeah that next <laughs> okay uh i have a uh, jv jonas valanciunas uh as yeah. my next guy i think to me jv i was a little bit back and forth on if i would include him because i think he kind of became um almost like an understated vibes guy I don't think he like really set out to become a vibes guy, even considering the fact that when he first arrived in Toronto, he did not speak English at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then by the time he left, we had itty bitty ballers. You know, we have that like clip of Masai. I mean, unfortunately, we know what happens, but we have the clip of Masai telling him he's better than Andre Drummond uh, and that he wasn't getting traded. But yeah. I also think just as like a focal piece, especially between Kyle and Damar and JV. And like Amir before he left, but like that kind of group, he was like one of the last few of that core. Uh, mm-hmm. He went through so many brutal <laughs> defeats, uh, like all through, you know, like all every single season that the Raptors like almost made it and barely made it and hardly ever really like got very far in the East, but he was a part of that team. Um, he took some real like 
bruising <laughs> too. Like he got beat up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, in the paint, but he was just like always kind of stoically there holding the ball. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just like, yeah. there's something that was so steady and necessary uh, about JV during those years. And I really like that it took such a long time for what seems like his personality and his sense of humor uh, that I'm sure the team was well familiar with, but like for that to emerge more organically to the fan base um, and to the point where when he got traded, it was kind of heartbreaking because you could see how that developed here. Uh, and with the group that it developed with, and then he was kind of cast, cast adrift. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, like JV to me, just like a quiet, yeah, like an understated quiet vibes guy. Funny too, that uh, holding the 50 banner after DeMar got his, uh, it was 50, yeah, 50. Uh, when he got, yes. he got that one. And uh, yes. remember there was that clip with open gym where, who is he with? He was with someone in Lithuania and they were ice fishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just hearing him talk like, oh, come on, little fish. What's your problem? Like, come on out. Like you're saying, like, he, there was clearly a personality there that he kind of uh, sheltered from the media and from the public eye. And that's totally fine. That's kind of his deal. But um, another person that we probably didn't get the most fun side out of only because he didn't really want to reveal it to us. And that is totally okay but that again is a vibe is that he was a nice guy through and through i i recall that there were a couple of times when i was uh starting out as a kind of a reporter and um a few times where he probably didn't want to talk to me but he <laughs> very nicely answered my questions and had some fun with it um because at that time i was just you know i was my own vibe <laughs> trying to be trying to be fun uh with for yahoo sports canada before we got uh, a whole bunch of more people and before the whole will luthu will 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 Lou thing happened which was again a whole another era and vibe which is all very positive but um yeah a great uh, a great person a great teammate someone who probably sticks out as uh one of the uh one of the best centers in Raptors franchise history, no mm -hmm. doubt about it, mm -hmm. on the court and then off the court. Um, just a gentle, a gentle giant, if you will. Just a nice shy vibes guy. I will say too, from like uh writing NBA Summer Vacation Watch for many off seasons, yeah. um, JV has featured prominently in very funny ways where he'll be like sunbathing in a full snowsuit <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the off season. Um yeah, just like we we got to see like a little slice, a little slice of those shy vibes. And I'm very grateful for it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to Jose Calderon. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think this is pretty obvious. He's not on here because he's hilarious. He's not on there because he's going to make you laugh necessarily. He is on there because he might be the most kind person on the face of the earth. And look no further than there were two point guard controversies when he was in Toronto, right? There's the TJ Ford, Jose Calderon thing, and then TJ Ford or uh, Jose Calderon and Kyle Lowry. And somehow, some way within those controversies, I'm using quotes. Those two guys ended up being like longtime friends with Jose Calderon because they just loved his personality. They loved how much he cared about people. And I mean, we all remember like it was so frustrating to watch him play sometimes because he just wouldn't shoot the ball. All he wanted to do was get like 17 assists and zero points Mm -hmm. and he just would not (laughs) shoot. And he was like turning down layups nonstop like Jose just take the layup and he would never do it definition yeah, of unselfish. This, is, this is who he is and he's a person a i'm sure um you know he made a few trips around the nba during his time and i have no doubt that with each one he was impactful and he just grew and uh probably a lot of lifetime friends with every trip if you recall there was that time with the cavaliers where there was a glitch on on google and he was reportedly a billionaire two or 2.2 billion dollars and there were his teammates <laughs> along with other people uh, on the court who were asking him like are you actually a billionaire and he's like nope nope i'm not um i'm not but that's no, that's an example of uh it's actually nothing there's no example to connect it with it's just a funny thing that happened with jose and he actually ended up uh, covering a lot of bills with the cavaliers because of the reported fact that he was a billionaire but no he is not a billionaire um yeah it's just stuff like that he was always very nice um i recall talking to him in cleveland i we uh myself and a few other colleagues we went to the uh the calf series and who was it 2018 and uh it was, well, it was a year that they got swept and uh after the 3-0 game so this would have been when kyle and almost brought them back with that ferocious uh comeback and then lebron hit that shot um that we'll never speak of again uh, we're just like, we're not going to go to Raptors practice because there's a day off in between games. Like, what's, oh, what are we going to do? Let's try and talk to Jose Calderon. And he could have said no to it, but he did talk to us about his time in Toronto and how much he enjoyed it and some of his best memories. Again, a thing he did not have to do. He could have said no and no one would have said a boo, but he decided to talk to us. And he is definitely a positive vibes, kind heart person. Yeah, just like genuinely warm, like super kind of curious guy. I remember after like he retired, he went on to like um, he 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 like wanted a job. They made a job for him under Michelle Roberts and the MBPA as a kind of ambassador because he was curious to learn about that arm and like that side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah and like, I don't know. I just think that's so cool to just like want to keep learning you know, and to, to still remain curious about this thing that you were so entrenched and involved in, you know, already. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, super generous. He joined the Dishes and Dimes podcast on a live show for our one year anniversary, I remember. And that was just like, I remember we were pretty nervous, but like by the end, it was just a breezy chat with like an yeah. old friend. <laughs> it felt like, you know, like he didn't have enough good things to say about Toronto. Um, and yeah, like there's, there's a reason that he's melted all like, anyone who like ever got in like a tiff or a dispute with him there's probably a reason why they're all like best friends with him now <laughs> exactly he melted the MBPA thing is interesting 
is yeah. interesting because now his role, I believe, um, is that he helps players who retire from basketball mm-hmm. kind of find their way and continue to work. So I mean, the philanthropy, the uh, giving to his community, giving to basketball, he keeps on doing it. And that's kind of his life purpose now is to help others. And he was even doing it on the court. That's why he wouldn't mm-hmm. shoot the ball. Um, I, I can't believe like how similar every single layup that he took was. It, it seemed like it was a carbon copy. Every single right hand, left hand layup that he took looked the exact same. And sometimes, you know, he, he'd have his eventual game where he get like 20 points and every single layup looked the exact same. There, there was no variety with his layup package. It was the same for every single one. Anyway, <laughs> um, great person, great player. Um, another person who's going to live in, in Raptors history for a long time just because of uh, how giving he was mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, as an aside, I have to ask, I don't remember if you have this person. Do you have OG? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to make uh, that I'm going to make a rare current. Cause like it's it's kind of funny to me like we are casting back like sometimes way back for these because I think we both recognize what we have in this current team but I do want to make a vibes he's almost like a vibes bridge I think between like one generation of vibes to the next okay. but uh, OG Ananobi quiet mm-hmm. vibes again it's got that in common with JV but I think OG and like similar to JV we've seen it come out gradually season after season but very gradually very gradually (laughs) with very little to go on but it's enough that like you know what's there and you see what he's doing but i also think um he's embracing it a lot more he knows like he's very smart and he knows exactly what he's doing with his like one-liner uh quotes that get then like used for years like months and years after the fact uh, he did put us on scarves, but like beyond that, I think it was such a treat to like see his interaction Whoa. with Serge Ibaka as like the yes. one unlikely customer who got under Serge's skin the way that he did. <laughs> like genuinely they were friends, but genuinely he annoyed the hell out of him. Uh, and you got to see it in that in that yeah. episode of Serge's show. Um, and just like, yeah, the way he kind of nonstop trolls guys but is also just like super caring especially mm-hmm. of like fred and pascal and, and kyle before he left but like this group of guys that he's kind of come up with um and like vibes on the floor just like if i like it's tough because it's like can stoic be a vibe but with og it can <laughs> i mean he's creating his own profile right like yes. he we don't know who he is to be honest with you we think we know but we also think that he's a person who doesn't really talk a lot. And similar to Kawhi, they do talk a lot. They just want to talk to us, which mm-hmm. is cool. I mean, again, it's similar with JV. You know, you decide who how you're going to be portrayed by the media and fans be- with each interaction. Actually, it's more work for him to keep this image up than it is for him to just kind of be himself. But he is who he is. And I think it's a, it's a great pick. I mean, his style alone is a vibe. It right? is a vibe. Well, that himself, he's like, you said before, he's like creating his own vibe. He's also kind of creating his own profile of play because I love to see comps, like player comps to OG or people try who don't necessarily watch the Raptors and don't watch OG try and make player comps to him because they are mm-hmm. usually so far off base because there uh, there aren't that many. He's like a completely new kind of player and the way that he's evolved sometimes because he's had, unfortunately, 
stunted seasons and things that have held him back out of his power. Yeah. But it's come on a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. But like what we're seeing now is like, you know, he was still busy in all those quiet periods. He was obviously watching and learning and thinking about how he could apply everything to his game later, which mm. we're which we are now like reaping the rewards of. <laughs> I want to see OG do these like very brutal, quiet dunks and then just kind of walk away unperturbed <laughs> up the floor. I love that. And then I want to see him turn around and like make fun of uh make fun of Scotty Barnes on the team bus. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait for their <laughs> encounter where OG says he put him on something. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no doubt. That's uh, that's OG's nature. This is how he kind of interacts with us, right? Is it's through these small uh, small trolls of his teammates. He doesn't mm -hmm. troll fans very much, but he will troll his teammates nonstop. Some of the best things OG's done is his IG comments, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Say thank he's, you to me. He's got a great, yeah, good, good grasp of the written word and like how to troll people, especially on IG. That's a skill in itself. Yeah, <laughs> which alone is a vibe. You mentioned the final person that we are going to talk about, actually. He's my fifth one, but he probably is number one, and it is Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is the last vibes person, and I don't think I have to put too much detail into this because it's very clear why he is the vibes man, but I mean, you talk about a person with presence, with an aura about them, his style, his fun personality. He's got a cooking show. He makes his teammates eat beef, pe beef penis. How many people could do that, right? Like that is a also rare so quality. charming and like smooth about it. Yeah, yes. right, <laughs> right. And how does like how does he how does he do this stuff? And he's someone also that with the media he doesn't always kind of show his personality. But when he does, it's always hilarious. Um, during COVID. I mean, I'm sure we all know, like he was holding talent shows on IG. How he bored some, are like, you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and like, that's, that's, an, who's going to do that. Right. That is a content producer. He's made me a better content producer because my <laughs> learning from him. Obviously I don't have his Rolodex of, of clients and stuff like that. But, you know, during the pandemic, um, some of his one-on-ones he had with like Kyle and Damar and the list goes on. Like he had no reason to do that other than he was trying to, you know, give, he was probably bored, but also he was trying to give people a, a fun time. He wanted to show them a good time because he cares about that stuff. He cares about people. Um, he's known for being the guy that's going to tell rookies and other players that they have to A, uh, eat better or B, play better or C, um, work harder. Right. And uh, people listen to him because he's got that presence and they respect who he is and they respect um, what he's done in the NBA and his work ethic and the kind of things that he's able to show on the basketball court. Obviously, he does have a bit of a, a bit of a temper. And some people have learned about that. Unfortunately, Robin Lopez, Marquis Chris, you guys know the vibes, those vibes, those Serge Ibaka, I'm going to kill you vibes that mm -hmm. he shows uh, in his eyes sometimes. Um, that's uh, that's another part of it, too. But He's a unique person. He's a very unique person. He can also make take a joke. We all know Kyle Lowry loves making fun of Serge. Um, he says his pants are too tight. He makes fun of him for not being able to speak English very well, even though Serge can speak like what, seven languages? I don't know what it is. I have no idea. At least four. At yeah. least four. It was, at, uh, it was a couple of years ago in the playoffs where he answered um, three questions and consecutive questions in three different languages it was like mm -hmm. spanish and french and english and mm -hmm. i think it was actually kyle who's beside him he's like what the hell are you doing and he's like yeah <laughs> i'm serge Ibaka. i'm the most interesting man alive dosaki's man no 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 i am dosaki's man i am the most interesting man alive and i could be sold on that 
I could definitely be sold on him being the, the second man instead of uh, the man that currently is there. And also the one thing that uh, was very, very funny from the parade is when he got on stage and he said, I've cooked for you right here, this trophy right here. <laughs> that was hysterical. So um, he's a great, great dude. And uh, media wise, uh, helping out with uh, fans, char- charity work. He had uh, all kinds of stuff in Toronto. It's all top notch. He's a person who's just good for the NBA, good to be friends with, good to have in, um, yeah, good to have uh, as a person by your side. So Serge Ibaka, definitely, maybe, maybe the best vibe person in Raptors franchise history other than Scotty Barnes. Although, I don't know, I don't know. I'm not willing to like, Scotty's almost like, you know, Scotty's on his way, but you know, Serge has it. Um, Because I was also going to say a good testament to his vibes is the fact that he has gone to the Clippers and his vibes have not been squashed by the purely vibeless team that is the LA Clippers. (laughs) Even though he's only played like 10 games for them, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. But even just by proximity to Steve Ballmer has not killed his vibe. (laughs) No question. No question. Uh, And that is, you know, something to behold right there because the Clippers... Maybe in past years, not so much this year because Paul George is actually a lot of fun to watch this year. Um, but they've been very easy to dislike. Um, mm-hmm. But he was one person along with Kawhi because they stick to their brands and stick to who they are. They haven't changed who they are because they became LA Clippers. I'm looking at you, Pat Beverly. Um, they've yeah, they're, they're genuine. They know who they are, and that's who that's how they're gonna, they're going to roll. So Serge Ibaka, most certainly one of the best vibes players in franchise history in NBA history. Just saying, um, that might be kind of it. Honorable mentions. Uh, you mentioned Jamario Moon already. I'm going to say Lindsey Hunter. It's similar reason for Jamario Moon because the smile is just going to light up a room. Um, Bebe, another person that sticks mm-hmm. out, a person who generally seems like a person who really cares about people. And uh, although, you know, performance didn't always translate on the court, but you kind of didn't care. It's kind of similar to like Matt Bonner, if you are the other guys here too, is that, it didn't really matter if they did well on the court, you know, that you just love them as a person. So mm-hmm. I'll mention those two. I have one runner up. <laughs> Actually, no, I have two because I made a late change. So uh, okay. I have Muggsy Bogues, who was going to be on my list, but I thought that um, OG made a little bit more sense. But I think Muggsy Bogues is just like the nicest guy, like the nicest vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my final runner up, uh, Psycho T. <laughs> Tyler Hansbrough. Why? Because I will never forget. uh, I think it, I don't know who had this tweet like years and years and years ago, but they said Tyler Hansbrough has the kind of energy of someone who you walks out of a store and sees someone leaning on their car. Um, (laughs) Okay. And just is like always ready to come off the bench and like kind of get into it. So. Wherever you yeah. are now, Tyler, I'm still thinking of you. Unless it's Ron Artest, if you recall that particular, I'm not, I'm not sure who he was with at that moment, but uh, I think um, Ron Artest like shoved Tyler Hansborough at some point, and Hansborough was ready to react, and then he saw it was Ron Artest, and I think he said, "Oh my bad," <laughs> because you don't mess with Ron but Artest. <laughs> he was ready, you know what I mean? Like he, he was ready. He, but, but then Artest. he, he, you know, he something clicked in his head. <laughs> I think at that moment he was Ron Artest and then he became Meta World Peace. And Meta World Peace wouldn't have gotten involved with that stuff. But Ron Ron, 
yeah, he was he was game to to rumble. So mm-hmm. um, that might do it for this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Katie, closing thoughts on the vibes of the Toronto Raptors, this team. Um, yeah, the vibes can only go up from here. And they have only been going up in a few short games in what has been just like the beginning of a great season. So I'm very hopeful. Feels good. We're in a good place, vibe-wise. Nothing but positivity on this podcast. That's what is it is about, is just keeping things very calm, cool, collected, and happy. So everyone, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.